0: But you're talking about age, I have to drop this in. I believe there's an obsession with numbers in terms of age in England at the moment. I don't know what it is abroad. But as soon as you turn 30 and it hasn't been brought up to me myself yet, but I've heard from other people. Clubs panic.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast The Bowl Tackle. We are your hosts Sophie Howard and Oliver Howard, and we are ready to tackle bold topic in sport,
0: highlight the women's football industry,
1: and speak about the unspoken.
0: If you are ready to get an insight into what really goes on behind the scenes, join us in our journey and listening
1: to The bowl Tackle. We're finally back to a new episode of our podcast, The Bowl Tackle. We're in 2024 now. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had some lovely festive days. We certainly did, didn't we, Soph?
0: Yes, we certainly did. Um, I think it was one of the best Christmases we had. Not in a long time, but in the last couple of years.
1: I totally agree. Uh, We had a good time. But I must say the best thing I had at this Christmas with the games periods we had with this new lovely game. Uh, don't even know the English name of it.
0: Now, do you know what? I was trying to explain it to some friends yesterday. Because um, I was trying to explain my Christmas and I said, we don't really do anything exciting. It's um, eating, playing games, board games, card games, playing um, with your daughter, going for long walks, coming back, having more food. Um, that's pretty much <laughs> what we do for A lot of food. <laughs> yeah, for four days pretty much. Um, obviously it's quite interesting with us I think because people ask me about how do we spend Christmas growing up in Germany do we spend it differently we it's quite funny we we come together before Christmas then we all split up for the 24th which is obviously Christmas Eve and that's a German celebration then we all come back for 25th so it's a little bit carnage to be honest um, but that's just how we know it and I wouldn't change it a thing
1: perfectly imperfect so did you look up what the game was called
0: Yes, I looked it up yesterday, actually. It's called Traitors. Um, I struggled to find the translation when I explained it to my friends. Um, People have probably seen it on telly because it's everywhere on telly, the actual live version, the TV show. Um, But it's basically the board game for the TV show Traitors. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, absolutely great fun. This was my real highlight. So we're getting into a period where the transfer market is starting and we're seeing a lot of activity on the men's side. Obviously, I I follow it quite closely, but I think it's just really interesting to see what happens and so on. If we look at your contract, that might be running out in the near future as well, won't it?
0: Yes, it could potentially finish this summer, which is obviously very soon. Um, And therefore, that's why we are currently dealing with it, you and me. So I think the engagement and activity on my side It's increasing currently.
1: So on the men's side also, in the last transfer window, we saw a lot of contracts that ran six, seven years um, to agree with financial fair play and whatever. I have the feeling on the women's side, there's always only like maximum three years. Is that about right?
0: Yes, I've definitely seen four-year contracts. I haven't seen anything above that. Maybe that's also though, because I'm not knowledgeable enough in that area. Or I just simply haven't heard about it.
1: Do you know what the reason is for that?
0: I think currently we are still dealing with a shorter term contracts because we're still in the phase of we're growing the game. Um, the reason for it, I, d- I just don't think in women's football they've made that long term commitment yet to players.
1: It's a bit of a difficult question, but do you think as women are able to give birth, that that is also a topic that is very relevant in contract talks.
0: I I don't think so. I don't think as much. I think if you get to a certain age, potentially more. Um. I don't. Also, I don't know if they legally are allowed to bring it up. Not entirely sure. No,
1: I, but I'm not saying they're bringing it up. But if yeah. someone's in their thirties or going on to the thirties the biological clock might be ticking um, and it it will probably be on their mind to take that into consideration. Talking about it in that way, men over 30 only get two, three, maybe four years on their contracts. So that's also something that needs to be taken into consideration. But in overall, I just have the feeling that they're a little bit more careful on the women's side and I don't quite understand why yet but to get long-term contracts could be quite beneficial for clubs as well because as we see that the game is growing there'll be more money involved hopefully over the next couple of years so to get someone into contract for a lower price at the moment could be a quite interesting move don't you think?
0: Yeah, I've never looked at it from that perspective. I that's what you bring, like kind of the business perspective. Um, I think what people also don't consider, because you speak about the the short term contract, is how much unsettlement that brings within the player. So, if we're dealing with two-year contract, after two years, you're constantly thinking potentially you have to move. Potentially you have to move overseas. You don't know. Um, obviously, you can control it a little bit in terms of um, if you want to move or if you have to move. You could potentially try and stay closer, but you're constantly on edge a bit. I think, especially if it comes to the end of those those two years. Is and that not part of
1: the? Is that not part of the game? Because I think the men have it as well, don't they?
0: Do they have it every two years? I don't know. And also, I was discussing this yesterday. I'm fully aware that they're allowed to but at times clubs only share with players very very late and i've experienced it say men or women's side women's side men sorry april or may time that they won't be extending a contract that they won't be activating an option yet so this is april and your contract runs out end of june i'm not say i'm not saying that we have to deal with it solely because potentially the men do as well but they have the financial means to move within two months without problems, really. Of course, you've got the family aspect where they may be moving a family. I understand that. But we're now moving within two months, having to sort it all by ourselves. It is stressful. And it, for me, I know life's not fair, but for me, it'd just be appreciated, I think, if conversations were held early so people could, they know where they stand and they could plan ahead
1: what i don't understand in this point is that the clubs must be interested to have or be able to plan the year and you can't plan in a couple of days so to have it maybe start talking at the beginning of a year or end of the year when the when the contract's supposed to run out because i find that if you don't do that and you have 6 months running on your contract you are able to go and talk to other clubs which if you are not in talks with your own club, you most likely will do. And it's easier to snap you away by another club if you only have a couple of months running because then you are able to plan again. You have your six months, you know, in six months time, I'm going to X, Y, Z and you can start preparing for it instead of waiting until April, May, getting a no or a yes from the club and then have to react to that.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes it depends on say relegation last year relegation battle we couldn't commit sooner because we didn't know what was happening therefore we didn't know the budget which I understand that aspect but you're talking about like the communication that at times is lacking they clubs in general are planning they know who they want to get in it's just a matter of sharing that you don't want to keep people I think at times as you said, obviously, um, the late, or the longer they wait, the later they have conversations, the more players will look elsewhere and have conversations elsewhere because they need
1: to have security, I guess. While we're talking about the topic of communication, can you share some insights of maybe previous clubs you were in, um, how professional the setup was? Because we're always talking about growing the game. Are the managing directors, managing partners of these clubs also as professional as they should be, as they're trying to get the players to be?
0: Um, If I'm very straight up, then no, I don't think they were professional enough and I'm thinking about previous clubs um, that I've played for. Um, I think partially it's due to where we were in terms of women's football and its development. Um, but partially I think it was also the individuals that were in these roles. Um, In those roles, I think you have to show leadership. You have to show professionality or professionalism. And I think that wasn't perceived from everyone. Mm. Like for me as a player, I experienced that I gave him my all and dedicated my whole life to that club and to football in that moment. And I wasn't receiving it back, if that makes sense. And as you can imagine, that was a lot of... That was what caused a lot of frustration.
1: Can you talk us through contracts talks a little bit to, to give some insight how it actually works? You don't have to go into details for your contracts you had in the past or whatever, but how does how is it like the timeline of a contract talk. What what actually happens? How does it work? Um, when are you involved? When was your your um, agent involved in the past? Can you walk us through that a little bit?
0: Yeah. Um, I think the initial conversation in terms of we want to have a conversation, we're happy with you, blah and blah, was always between myself and the manager or myself and um, the directors. When I had an agent, um, that got, passed on then to the agent and they negotiated everything I guess that had to be negotiated and I was then only in contact with my agent
1: did you have a say in what you wanted to have into the contract or do you put your full trust into the agent
0: um there were certainly a few things I asked for and I wanted us to try and I think my disappointment came from none of that was um, replicated in my contract so everything I basically asked for us to ask for or even just have a conversation about I never saw in the contract um, yeah for me that was a big sign in terms of doing everything or doing the best for me mm. um, The I think the resistance we got at that point was um, the club has never done that before or oh, it's not possible. And to me, that's lousy excuses because um, there's always a first. Um, I know it was being done at other clubs and um, it's never impossible. There's always a way. Maybe there's a compromise, but it's always possible.
1: So so when the agent then gets involved and come back comes back to you and says, okay, this is what we've agreed on or this is the first draft of a contract, then you actually decide what you're going to do or you go back with an offer or um
0: there's pretty much the conversation they would have would be fed back to me then we'd have a conversation about that um i'd kind of share my thoughts and share what i would want added that would go back um then i guess the club and my agent would have a conversation then would come back to me how that conversation went um my experience was it was very um dragged out it didn't have to Mm. be dragged out um i probably would have now in hindsight and you're always wiser afterwards i probably would have just gone straight to the club and asked for these things because i probably could have explained why i thought they were so important um but obviously if you have uh, someone that represents you you won't do that why Um, why
1: did you not get involved in a talk because having an agent is supposed to help you to do all the shitty work you don't want to do but it seems like you did want to actually get involved in contracts talks why didn't you
0: for me my understanding and that's very much changed but for me my understanding was um that the conversations between club and myself would run through the agent um so i never thought about getting involved i was Mm. leaving this i call it business side to my agent and i was focusing what was happening on the pitch um, okay. this view is very much changed and I think it's actually important to combine the two Yeah, because these conversations give you a lot that you can't actually see from on the pitch
1: yeah I also think it depends on the relationship you have with the agent because if that person knows you a lot knows where you're coming from and knows what you really want then it's a different situation you can fully trust that person to to just get it done but if you have someone who hardly knows you and just wants to do his job I think it's very crucial to be involved otherwise you just get disappointed because a lot of the things you wanted to express wanted to say get across they can't can't be tackled like you would by someone else
0: yeah I agree I think for me that the biggest thing was these things that I was asking for were things to appreciate me as a person, to give me some security in case things happened. And mm. I never got that. They were never, we were never talking about wages that mm. I completely left to the agent. Obviously I had my say and we had discussions and I gave my reasonings for numbers, but these things I were asking for were, were never solely cash. They were things to show me that, um, I, I am valued as a person as well as a yeah. football player. And which, uh, you know, and everyone else is very important to me.
1: Yeah. So your contract might be running out. Are you in talks yet?
0: Um, Conversations are being slowly lined up. Um, I think we need to find a date soon. Um, So, yeah, it's a very exciting period, especially for you and I.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And is there anyone, because... We're talking about you a lot, but let's talk about Leicester. Is there any player you would like to have in a team which you'd be really excited about? Is there a position you think that could be improved or strengthened or anything like that?
0: An external player coming to Leicester? Is yeah. that what you're asking?
1: Or, or or an injured player coming back?
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> the difficulty with us right now is all our wingers are injured. Three out of four wingers are injured, so we've had to change our formation and therefore take away a fair few strengths of our team. So I'm absolutely excited about our wingers coming back, which should happen in the new year. Obviously, Hannah Kane's out for a long time, um, but I'm very sure that the club will do everything to support her in the right way. I'm very excited about the midfielder we're bringing in from Japan. Yeah. Um I've been advised to watch videos, so I have, and I'm very excited. Um, A position I think we should invest in. I think generally we just need more depth because we have positions filled, filled with quality as well. But as soon as something happens, we're all looking at one another. We find Mm. solutions in the end, but it'd be nice to just be like, no worries. We can fill that gap.
1: Yeah, and talking about because we talked about age a little bit at the beginning of the length of contracts and so on. Um, what's like the average age in your team? Are you quite young team, old team, and uh, do you think anything needs, needs to be changed here?
0: I mean, I'm quite old in a young team. Yeah. If that answers your question, <laughs> <laughs> the, I think generally we are fairly young. I think the last transfer window we brought in some not age, but we brought in some experience. Um, so we brought some older players in with international experience. That really helped us. I think we need to do more of that as well. Obviously, it's important to have youth coming through. Um, but what we need, especially if you look at our games the last couple of months, to finish off games, you need experience, you need that game management. And that's what we need to bring, bring in, I think. We've got it um, in spells. We've got um, certain individuals are just have just got that experience within the team, but we just need more of that. And obviously... The ones with that experience need to share that with everyone in terms of lead by example, show what it means to finish off and kill off a game so everyone can benefit from it. But you're talking about age, I have to drop this in. I believe there's an obsession with numbers in terms of age in England at the moment. I don't know what it is abroad, but as soon as you turn 30, and it hasn't been brought up to me myself yet, but I've heard from other people, clubs panic. Yes, it could be the family aspect, but often, in my eyes, it's an age thing in terms of we can't give you more than, a, I guess, a one or max two. Usually, it's a one-year contract. And I'm just like, age is just a number. I understand that you're aging and potentially physically um, you're aging. But if you look after yourself really well, age shouldn't be, or a number shouldn't be um, a factor within your negotiations, within your contract negotiations, Personally, I believe I'm in a better state than I've seen some, um, without being disrespectful, but with, compared to some 24-year-olds that don't take care of their body and don't recover well and don't um, do the right things to be at that elite level. So for me, you have to look at the whole picture.
1: Would you settle for one year contract?
0: Uh, no, I don't think so. It just gives me zero security. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to ask you as my advisor (laughs) what you would do, but just like... Shaking my head, safe Shaking my head. No, 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 I wouldn't
1: wouldn't settle for a one-year contract. Um, And Mm. this is talking about you personally now, but seeing the state you're in physically, seeing the state you're in mentally, um, if I were a club, um, I would not even consider a a one-year contract. Just seeing the potential you have even off the pitch I know um, talking to you and if they've listened to the podcast if any club has ever listened to the podcast uh, you've mentioned the next world cup is your goal so they know what you're aiming for and how you're going to look after your body and it's not ah we'll see where it goes Um, I think if anyone would do that they'd be pretty daft but there you go that's just uh, what what I think. Um, but we'll see what happens in the near future. I'm really excited to see um, where this goes. Thank you for giving me all the insight into the transfer market. Just to end the episode, um, give us a little insight in the next couple of weeks for you. You're in pre-season now. When does the season start?
0: The season actually starts in three weeks' time. Um, so next weekend, we have a friendly the weekend after we've got a cup game. And the week after, we've got we're back to season. As far as I'm concerned, I hope I got those dates right. There's no pre-season. Like, it's not the same as in Germany where we grew up. Um, we're coming back today, actually. Um, we're recording in the morning of the day of return, everyone. Um, so we've got about, what's it, eight days or something till the first friendly, and then it's a week before a cup game. So, yeah, we're working hard to make sure we we actually start better than we finished, to be honest. Because I think we finished, we were very disappointed with the, the lack of points.
1: And how are you looking emotionally to the start of the season? Any feelings towards that? And
0: yeah, I'm very excited. I'm always a little bit geeky about coming back. I love coming back after Christmas, the like Christmas break and summer break. I absolutely loved Christmas. As I said, one of the best Christmases. Very wholesome, um, but I'm also very excited about coming back. Um, I just love what I do Um, and I'm very excited um, about coming back and seeing how much better we can get because I think we've nowhere near reached our potential yet we're
1: excited to see as well so thank you everyone for listening in lovely to have you back Soph lovely to be talking again Uh, the break was long enough and I'm really excited about our season of the podcast Yeah.
0: yeah Very excited about this. The second half, the second (laughs) half of the season. (laughs) Let's see if we can be better than the first.
1: (laughs) We'll do our best. So thank you everyone for listening in and see you next time.
0: See you everyone. Take care.